This is the Art of Warcast, a podcast about Legend of the Five Rings, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Opus, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Episode 52, Rolls, Rules, and Rokicon. All right, welcome. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. I'm Doug Keister. What are we up to today, Carl? Gen Con is almost here, so we'll speculate, articulate, and pontificate on all manner of things. We'll reach into the void of the interwebs and talk about latest fiction. And lastly, we'll share our thoughts on Bonds of Blood and answer some listener questions. And Doug is looking at me strangely. <laughs> That's a lot of icating. I'm going to say, I'm starting to, I'm starting to worry about how much 18. Tobin is writing me accurately now. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, sir, not bad. Yeah, so Gen Con is right around the corner. People are excited. People are going. There's, uh, I think, the last numbers I saw was more than 180 people are going to be registered. Are registered for the Grand Cote. Is that Cote? Like, is that overall or oh Gen Con one? Sorry, yeah. Gen Con, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So then there's so with Thursday, it starts on Wednesday night with the Fantasy Flight Name Flight Report, and, and, yeah. and we'll be there. Uh, they'll be streaming it too. For those of you who are at home, like me, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, yes. Feel free, go for it. Stream the heck yeah, out no, of the I, thing. I got to watch the um, the keyforge thing in real time, which mm-hmm. was slightly crazy to see. So. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, they'll they'll of course have big announcements coming. I'm, my hope is that, and this is where my I'm pontificating a little bit. <laughs> my hope is that they will very clearly announce the dragon pack and the crab pack as official versions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, here, yeah. here's here's what the crab pack is, and here's what it's called, and maybe spoil some spoil some card images. Uh, here's the dragon pack, and here's what it's called, and let's let's give you some images. And then, because those are known things, right? They yeah. announced those so long. They announced those. When was that? Late late last year, late 2018, when they yeah. said 2019 will see all the clan packs come out. Yeah, yeah. They announced they they're going to exist, so we know they're coming. They right. Give us some so more info, having so. an announcement of an but so and, and honestly, I would be very very happy if they announced the product after. Those two packs. Something or What's coming yeah. after those two packs? We know, you know, that's... It's a good one, right? Because, I mean, last couple of um, in-flights, taking a, a wider view, have been a little bit more of a... A little less um, telling us what's coming up in existing lines, and a little more, here's something completely brand new. You know, right. Keyforge last time, you know. Right. We, well, before that was Legion was the big deal mm-hmm. for Star Wars. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if they do do a little more of a, um, here's what we've got coming up in our current popular thing. I don't know, maybe, you know? Yeah. We'll see. Because yeah. normally it was more a matter of like, you know, here's our big things. Here's everything else that's running as normal. Right, Check right. it us later. Oh, and here's our, the, <laughs> well, and, and last year, unfortunately, what I've realized is the big thing that they announced last year, besides Keyforge, mm. was that um, Star Destroyer. Oh, Lord above. Right? Yeah. Which was the 200 or the $300 model mm-hmm. that's like 18 <laughs> inches long. I don't even think that's made it to market no, yet. It's, it's, it is still currently lost in hyperspace. Yeah. yeah. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> they've had some money issues in producing a bloody enormous <laughs> ship. It's like a foot and a half is the estimate, something like that. It is Yeah, no, 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 I saw huge. it. It's, it's yeah. this big. It's enormous. It's from so nose to tail, it's probably 18 inches. You yeah, know, uh, least, yeah. using your hands to gesture this like that I, on an audio <laughs> podcast program. It's this big. Hey, it doesn't matter. You guys can see me. <laughs> they, they can see our reactions. It's great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you you two can see me. I'm, it's yeah. this big. Well, say, notice the gesture you're doing there. That's about the size of the Corvette one. So it may even be 
the piece they've got is actually going to be considerably larger. That's why it's a problem. Right. Because, you know, the, if you know your Star Wars, the Corellian Corvette, the, uh, the the blockade runner from the start of the um, A New Hope, has been a known ship for quite a while. And it's around the size you're indicating, as I repeat, the right, same, right, right, same right. empty motion. So this thing's <laughs> going to be bloody enormous, yeah. Um, I know I mentioned last time, they've got a whole bunch of releases for huge ships for that game now. So it's the right time for them to get the damn thing in. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. fingers crossed. The the uh, So the events are Thursday. So it starts with in-flight report on Wednesday. But then L5R wise... The event is Thursday. They'll will have a team event, and Jason and Sal and I are enrolled or and registered for that. Mm-hmm. Well, I gave Jason a hard time because last year he forgot the event tickets, <laughs> and oh, so yes, this year that. he has his event ticket for the team. He has, he has our event ticket for the team count, and I gave him a hard time last night <laughs> about bringing that. So he he will have that if not tattooed to his body, he will have it probably taped to his body. So we have the team event, but then uh, all, three, all three of us are in the Cote. And then um, I think Jason and Sal are both signed up for the Proving Grounds. I currently have a ticket for the Proving Grounds, but I'm going to be working for FFG demoing stuff on Saturday and on Sunday. So I'm not going to participate in those two events, but I will have the afternoons off, which will be great. <laughs> I'll be able to really take part in the in the con. So just wandering around the dealer hall. Yep. yep. Pretty much. Buying Pretty stuff. Much. And so those are those are my things now. The team event is oh, oh, and there's the free rolls event on oh, Sunday. Lord, yeah, I only just heard about this. That should be really interesting. It'll be that that'll be neat. It's gonna be uh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those ones where you start going. Uh, I uh, don't have a damn clue what to expect from that. Well, <laughs> you, it, but uh, like you also don't have a damn clue what to play because yeah, no we've all been in this mindset. Okay, we we have this role and we have this role. So what are the best things? About these, how do we maximize these roles within our, our, our decks within these roles? But when you free the roles, that design, that deck design space, not card design space, but that deck yeah. design space is wide freaking open. I mean, I, th- I think the big advantage there, having a, a very quick look at it, personally, what I do is go, what crazy thing have I always wanted to try? Like, not necessarily like going optimizational, what nutty, janky thing? Because I think that's what it'll win it for you, is just going in someone going, I have no clue what your deck is doing. I don't understand the thing about right. what's happening. You right. know? Break, break, someone's, break someone's decision trees in L5R and the game's over. Right? If they just no idea what you're going to pull right, out next. Right, right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, 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 right. No prediction. So that's my Wild West. And I, w- I wonder if this isn't an experiment, because this is being run by FFG, right, right, in, in FFG's name by Cascade. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if this isn't a, an, ex- an experiment. Yeah, I, I kind of right. hope so. To yeah. see totally is. what yeah. what free the rolls does, if there's anything degenerative some, out some there, some legacy equivalent format or whatever you want to call it, where it's just mm-hmm. off we go, it's all the nuttiness, have fun. Or yeah. future, right? Well, like, well, yeah. Like Tyler is already on record as saying that the frequency of the rule change for 2020 will change. So mm-hmm. so the frequency will increase. So we instead of having uh, a rule change every four months. It'll be Three, more frequently. Two, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, more often. More often, whatever. It is. Every two every two months seems fast. Yeah, that's it, it might be it might yeah. be both roles changing every three. That would be pretty alarming. Well, I mean, whatever you whatever you do, there, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Whatever you do there, you, you have an interesting thing with releasing packs, right? Because then you're giving you could be putting a pack out and going, yeah, d- don't get used to it. You can use the cards here for like two months. Well, uh, you know, or the, or the big card you want from it at least, right? Right, the roll lock cards. So. The I don't know you. Uh, changing both of them, I think, would probably be a bad idea. Um, oh, fair point. Elemental versus. So, keeps so yeah. um, if if there's like a change every quarter, let's say every three months, that's that's okay if it, if it's one roll. But if you're changing both rolls like that often, 
just stop it doesn't with the let the meta set. Just, just yeah. stop with the roll locking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, it's no, it's yeah. Yeah. it's Make actually that would actually be more detrimental to the game, I think, than just yeah. unlo- than just taking out just getting rid of the roll locking period. Right. Yeah, I mean, because you you'd, there'd be so much churn. It's like okay, I can play this deck for what six weeks, may or maybe, and then right. I have to rebuild it again, and it's like. And you have a pack release, and maybe that pack releases at you know two or three weeks before the rolls change, and so that pack exists, that deck exists for exactly three weeks. Yeah, and that's insane. Right. So th- there's a happy medium somewhere in there if they're going to keep the rolls locked. Yeah. But at a point, it be it becomes just extra churn and that much harder on the meta. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just think about think about let alone the regular plays. A newer player coming into that is going to be utterly lost beyond belief. Probably. Yeah. I mean, you bring up a fair point. Maybe they are maybe this is the first toe in the whole um loosening the role restrictions. Do we are, are we is is this a is this a gen, the first product letting that whole system go away in the f- future as we cycle cards? Yeah, you know? it, it's, it's an interesting one. So I really started thinking about this, I, I don't know, maybe after our last cast I started really thinking about free the rolls. And it would allow for I don't know what would it be a netrunner like community where people would try to because it you have ten roles to choose from plus the supports mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden so so seventeen total roles so seventeen total roles or by the time yeah by the time a role freeing system would be put in place it'd be seventeen total roles would that break the game or would the role restrictions on the cards be enough to keep it under control. No, I think what happens is, and I, I saw I saw some discussion about this. I think it was on Reddit, and so I'm gonna I forget who made various comments and such. So this is not my comment, but removing the the role restrictions, I think would kill the or, or go a long way towards killing the meta deck in it for every clan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. You know, you you you're 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 opening it up the field so there would be multiple deck builds out there for that were that are vi- that are tournament viable for every clan. That that was that that point was brought up on Reddit and I and that really resonated with me. That I think some of the stuff that we kind of complain a lot about on the on our cast here about you know meta decks and stagnation and things like that. You know, freeing the rules I think might go a long way towards fixing it. Yeah, it mm. certainly can help. It's an interesting one, right? Because, I mean, so, yeah, this, take the speculation there. Rolls disappear almost overnight. I mean, first of all, my kind of, like, design headspace goes, okay, so we're now talking about revamping a lot of cards. We have to do a lot of balancing passes. But that's a, well, that's a I, I design thing. But I don't know if they have to. I think, I think what happens is... That's the question I want answered. I don't think they. I don't think that the role design has to change. The design has to change. Role locking cards are fine, but what the the price we pay for having a very open deck build is how do we then? How does FFG then, as a community, engage us in the in the form of the game? Yeah. Because right now we're engaged as a community as as clan members to decide on what the best next role is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. based on what we're seeing in the cards, right? What's the next best role? And so we're engaged. The community is engaged in that conversation and we are taking action on it. Mm-hmm. If we free the roles, which then frees up our deck building mm-hmm. quite a bit, right? Everybody gets the chance to use one of 17 instead of uh, one of nine mm-hmm. or one of nine. Yeah. Two. And then the seven supports. So you almost double the choices you have for roll. 
what are we engaging then in this community if we don't have role choice? Mm-hmm. I mean, there is there how is, are we yeah. how are we in, invested yeah. in and and uh, impacting the game moving forward? I think that's the cost. Storyline choices. I mean, there, yeah, there I'm, has I'm to there has around. to be. Unfortunately, like the for the past I don't know year ish, it seems like the the storyline is kind of stagnated. Mm-hmm. We're we're not getting a lot of fiction very quickly. You know, it hasn't really been a a, sto- a storyline choice in months to deal with. Uh, so there has to be more of that. There yeah, has to I be more the you know, evolution of the storyline. Give every clan, you know, meaningful choices to to vote on. You know, should the should the unicorn clan, you know, ally with you know one of the burning sands clans to do something. Right. Oh, you know, oh, oh or, right. You so know, things like that. So leaving. You know, you know, so like some of those, so you have some of those choices that the world's players still make. Th- they make those yeah. choices, but then you have other choices that the collective clan, community clan makes. Based, yeah, clan-based choices that the 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 member, the people who are, you know, uh, uh, you know, who identify with that clan mm-hmm. can be, be a part of it I mean, and vote on. Just replace basically. You're talking about flat out replacing the decisions we now make on roles with narrative ones. Yes, yeah. like straight. You know, I can I can buy that. It's like it's interesting because kind of like that community card build. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because right, you know, right, right. L5R since since it came out in the in the LCG format, we've had this thing in our head of this is how it works. You know, we make the role decisions. That's part of the game setting. But plenty of games have have had good chunks of community engagement without that system. So it's not like we're wedded to it. You know, it's we we're used to it, and we mm-hmm. and the game's running around it. It's an interesting question, and it's right? kind of cool and unique. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, we're not. I'm not saying like can it straight, but it's an interesting call, isn't it? Because I was just now pondering like, uh, again. Get, more game design head than anything else. Thinking, what if I was to kill rolls overnight? What would I think? What would I expect the cards? What would I expect the game to have to do? Like I said, I think there have to be a bit of a, a design pass to balance it all out. But I, I could see things like influence on neutral dynasty cards, stuff like that, and and higher higher influence costs overall would mm-hmm. be one of the big ones. You know, outer clan stuff then be, then being much more of a um. gotta buy it in stuff like that. You know, just I'm just thinking balancing more than anything else. But you're quite right. There's one big point to think of that. That I hadn't considered, which is yeah, what what does the what does the community and the OP system do when mm-hmm. when we take out roles? Mm-hmm. You know? But I think there's a there's narrative room in there. We all most of the people playing this game care enough about the story. It's big and detailed and interesting enough compared to something like say Netrunner, where <coughs> we didn't really get any narrative sense for three cycles. Right, right, you know, right, right, right. It was right. just there wasn't was the focus of the game. The setting was cool, but yeah. there was no plot. Not right. until like um, what do you call it? Twenty-two seconds, whatever it was. You know, twenty-three seconds. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, twenty-three mm-hmm. seconds. The uh, yeah. flashpoint. 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 Yeah, yeah that, yeah, that baby. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, yeah, interesting one because we've got that framework. You've got this massively detailed world with this stuff going on, and it's not like say the Game of Thrones one where basically everyone knows the story. You know, as it yeah, were. Yeah, right, right. No surprises. So, all right. So, so we'll leave that there. Any, anything else to be said about free the rolls? I think, um, I th- interesting. I think <laughs> both of you make good points. Yeah. I, I, interesting. And you know. and I did allow myself just a you know five extra minutes to really be in that dreamland of free the rolls and that's wide open space and it seems like really really cool exploration mm-hmm, totally so yeah it, it, it i keep going back to netrunner days and uh like i don't necessarily want to see this game be as wide open as netrunner was for the deck building well, it can't be right because Netrunner, you could splash in anything. Yeah, they they, they could change that they rule. Weren't, they weren't limited to one. Th- yeah. That that rule. Yeah, could that's change, true. You know, that's you know? true. So oh, if that changed. That would be. Well, stupid. that's kind of my point. That that's, that's where I think three that goes and yeah. something else. Yeah. <laughs> that's where that's where I'm seeing influence cost grow 
they have right to if they well if they know? if they yeah. opened it up to more than one clan yes yeah, yeah immediately that's kind yeah. of my thought there if yeah, it, assuming that they just remove role locking i don't think there's any redesign needed i think the game mm. is pretty balanced the way it is but like netrunner was kind of a lot more it's like the Wild West by comparison. Yeah, the doubt. You know, it, there was, you know, there was a lot more choice in deck building. There was a lot more freedom in deck building. It was, I'm going to build something neat and interesting and go with it. With the role locking plus the restriction on influence, you know, being able to only splash one clan. Role like deck building for for L5R is pretty restrictive. Yeah. Yeah. By, by the standards of what we're used to, without any doubt. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and by the standards of pretty much any other card game, it's really restrictive. I mean, look at Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Well, Do what ma- the hell you yeah. want. Now, even, you know? yeah. now, even with yeah. that, even with those restrictions, we have a restricted list. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, there's there's an argument. I think there's an argument to be made that says that restriction is a good. The the one clan influence is a good restriction. I I agree mm-hmm. that it's yeah. a good restriction. Yeah. I agree that having a restricted list is a good thing. Yeah. But you know that that extra restriction with the role locking, hmm, maybe yeah. that maybe if if that goes away, that it it opens up the field a little bit, and we get a richer array of you know clan representation mm. and, and decks at at Cote's. Yeah. yeah, without doubt, without doubt. Yeah, my my big one there, I'm thinking, I'm not going to keep around this, but the the crazy idea I had just now was the idea of big in clan cards costing influence. You know, I'm running I'm running the insane new mm-hmm. Shoju deck. Mm-hmm. He's he's nuts, so he costs me to influence, right. even though he's in clan. Just using him right. to, to, as a balancing mechanic, you know that kind of thing. Because yeah. holy cow, that card! You know, well, you then know, you're just goes. replacing one restriction with another one. True, but I mean, that's still more open because then I because then I'm still I still have the ability to go to whatever clan I want and get things from them and not use him. So the deck building's still more open than it would be with rolls. So then yeah. I have to take a keeper roll so I can get the extra influence. So I can take Shoju and take uh, the no. other things that I still want to take out of my clan. No roll, no rolls. Remember. No role restrictions. We still have roles. <laughs> Maybe, you know. But yeah, the roles are still a part of the game. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, but you, yeah. but you you're not I'm getting saying, rid of the roles. Yeah, totally. I'm but not. I'm not talking about getting rid of the roles. That's that's a huge yeah. redesign of the game. Mm-hmm. But my, because yeah. if you get rid of the roles, that you, there's a whole swath of cards that are suddenly obsolete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's kind of my point there. Is I think whatever we so, my, my first one being that whatever you do, if you were to ever to do this, it's going to be this would be the the new version of the game. This would be so far in the future. I reckon this would be the a revamp level of change. Right. But there right. You go. Uh, all I, all, yeah. all that I'm arguing for is a small change. Don't lock the rolls. You keep the rolls. You keep the the roll restricted cards. You keep the element restricted cards. You just allow people to choose whatever role they want. If you're just doing that, you don't need to rebalance anything. You don't need to change influence. You don't need to. Redesign cards at all. Hmm. You just give people a little more choice in deck building. Maybe so. Interesting. Yeah. You know, the, the, I'm not. This is. I'm not arguing for a drastic change at all. <laughs> <coughs> all right. So we'll move from the future, or the, pon- the pontificated, far future. The far future. articulated future, <laughs> to uh, speculation on the near future, representation. So. I want to talk about this. We, as as Doug and I were driving up, uh, there's there's a slew of podcasts that do Gen Con. Hey, if you're going to Gen Con for the first time, this is what you need to know. Mm-hmm. And been there. Those are that. valuable. We've done that. Mm-hmm. Chances are, our listeners have been to Gen Con, or if going. you're going for your first time, <laughs> you probably know someone other than us 
that's going to Gen Con as well and can be your tour guide. So yeah. <laughs> all those things that are applying uh, apply here. It's it, Gen Con is the single biggest convention of gaming in the Northern Hemisphere. We, Essen is always later in the year, so you never know if it's the biggest one that year or the second biggest one. But mm. either bluntly, way. There's a little very, very, very brief cut in. If you are just going to Gen Con for the first time and want some advice, I bluntly don't worry about the L5R podcast. Just hit up uh, the board games Reddit. You can't move for advice on how, what to do, how to get through it, how to survive, yeah. what to go see. So that's just yeah, good yeah, general yeah. advice. True. There, there's lots of places like that to get good totally. advice on yeah, Gen Con. Totally. Yeah. Okay, so I, I want to talk about representation. What do we, how do we, there's 180 plus people. Okay, what clan will be the most common, and what crab. clan will be the least common? I think crab is going to be the most common. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Well, one, Anil's been playing a lot of it, so that he's playing uh, Phoenix at this at this thing. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. He and Chris Frotop and uh, I can't remember. There's three of them that are going to play Phoenix. That are all okay. in on Phoenix. Oh, Travis, Travis McDaniel. Okay, but with the with the infinite loop, fun weird Mado deck that you know, that's that's has seen a lot of popularity. There's been a lot more people playing Crab, and so I think there's going to be heavy representation with Crab. If he's going back, if you know all those guys are going back to Phoenix, then expect a bunch of Phoenix. Yeah, those are probably two of the most powerful. What's third most powerful? Crane with Duel to the Death. And the new and some of the new stuff in yeah, there you in, go in Bonds of Blood. You might see a bunch of unicorn. I think that I think what we're seeing. I, I would agree on the unicorn piece to to address that. I think what we've seen in the last few months, unicorn strength coming up, and all those people who wanted to play unicorn from core set through the first year didn't, and they were playing other things, and I'm like, hey, but unicorn <laughs> is fun to play. I'm going to go back and play them. So I think I agree. I think unicorn will be high. Um, I think Phoenix will be the probably the most represented. I don't know. I disagree about that. with you on Crab. I think Crab will be actually. I I think the Gateway Tomato helps them, but I think they're still in the middle. Lion being the less represented. That's that's what my guess is. Or maybe it's Dragon. It's a good maybe one, right? Dragon. Well, I think like the only thing the only things I'm confident is you will see a lot of Phoenix. It's straightforward to play. It's solid. If, you know, a, a good player, a good player will take it further than they can with almost any other deck. You know, through through the amount of games they've got to play. Right. Um, I think Dragon's going to be surprisingly underrepresented. They've basically had nothing in theirs has changed. You know, so mm -hmm. either people will stick with him or they're trying something else new. Like you say, Unicorn spiking up like mad. I think I'd see more Scorpion than you might have think might might have made expected. Mainly because I don't think they have any weakness against anybody. You know what I'm saying? They're kind of in a solid state of not worrying too much what the opponent's doing, mm -hmm. apart from the freaking mirror match. The mirror match is awful. Crab, I don't know. Like until the, until like you said, until basically our elemental and our Kote um, down here, I wouldn't know what to say about them. But they're surprisingly good, aren't they? Someone someone can spike them up really well too. So that's the thing. I think the middle pack is completely unpredictable. Right, right, right. Yes, that's, that's why I'm saying part, top yeah. and bottom. That's yeah, why I just want to. It's like where everyone else is sitting. On yeah. top and bottom. And least least rep probably still lion. They're still they're, they're still doing really well. I don't know. There's there's also so much better. I, I, it's it's a it's close for me. It's close between lion and dragon. Yeah. I think dragon could could fall by the wayside and be the least represented. But yeah, I'd, I'd say uh, because I'd of the, some some of the new stuff coming out for lion, honestly, mm. in bonds of blood and and the first pack. Yeah, and they've, and they've had some big spectacular um, comebacks in terms of how they've been doing, right? So, mm -hmm. just, yeah, I'd say yeah, a a solid core of Phoenix, a surprising amount of Crab, and a uh, and a surprisingly lesser amount of Dragon. 
as it were. Yeah. Seems yeah. to be slightly on the wane. Okay. All right, so that's representation. What do we think of the top 16 breakdown? How many? We're, we're, we'll take it in alphabetical order. Top 16. How many crab are going to be there? One or two. One or two. On the top 16. Doug, you got any numbers other than one or two? Uh, you shrugged. They can't <laughs> hear a shrug. They could hear the shrug afterwards, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Which is why there was the verbal shrug <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. Uh, I think... Maybe we take this a different direction. Maybe who's the who's the most represented? Crab. I think Crab's the most represented. In the top sixteen? Yeah. Okay. Um maybe Phoenix number two. Okay. I I didn't I'd invert that. I think you'll still see still see Phoenix. I think it's more it's better played out. Right. I think you've got that, that edge of people going, I'm the crab's really cool, but I know how to do Phoenix, you know. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, the, cr- yeah. Crab is really straightforward too. I mean, the crab deck still uh, okay. The crab deck didn't change for months and months and months. Now they've got you know a, sort of a kind of a newer version of it with the whole gateway tomato and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's but, that's you know, a. I've it's still a tower deck. Those, I've played against two of those decks and I've beaten them each time. Okay, well, because they're they're, well, they're, they're crab glass is cannons. Crab is still a tower. You're still trying to get a get you know a big dude out, keep him out, and and you know, beat somebody's face in with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I think you're quite right. I think like so like Crab is straightforward yeah. to play. Yeah, well, not not as Phoenix. Phoenix is still pretty autopiloty, but certainly for a higher end player, once you you know once you've ground out that because because Phoenix has been on the ups for so long and hasn't changed a whole ton over that time. You know, I don't know. That's my feeling. I, I think you're right. I think those two. Going to be yeah, I think Scorpion will be fairly well represented. Yeah, four to six on Scorpion. Yeah, I think for Scorpion, uh, li- they're going to have the challengers. I believe they'll have the challengers. If they will, you might see a lion sneak in there on the challenger bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the lion will make it uh, through record, um, but you might see. Well, you might see him sneak through. Here's one. Two. Is there anyone you're not expecting? Any clan you're not expecting to see in the top sixteen? Dragon. I'm gonna there, say that would be probably be it. Yeah, Dragon. that's that's the one I'm less less sure sure about seeing. Yeah. Between between how they're doing, I mean they're not doing awful. The packs are very open, but like below the top like two or three, it's really really open. Yeah, between representation and that, I think that might this might be one of the first like we we see no dragon top sixteen, which is kind of nutty. Yeah, they have the they their dishonor deck, their Miramoto's Daiso dishonor deck is a strong deck, mm-hmm. right? But with Phoenix playing. The what is it? The ancestral shrine is that the one where you give rings back and you get mm-hmm. honor? No, yep. Lord, yes. Right between that and Crane, b- getting honor through Crane ways they they, mm. they they get honor. Those two matchups for Dragon are rough, right? Mm-hmm. Are and rough. the Scorpion kill deck and also Scorpi- screws yeah, and you their have tower Scorpion build. Dishonor yeah. stuff. Because like right. you were saying, you were talking about the Crab Tower. The Crab Tower can survive that kill. Yes, the Dragon can. One gets crippled by right. horrifying. So it's not the Dragon yeah. is is not is can't win a game. It's the uh, like Lion. I think Dragon is challenged with winning multiple games over six yeah. rounds the, 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 it against has, the varied field. It has it has a couple of really bad matchups and few good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good way to put it. Well, yeah. well put. All right. Yeah. So there are there are rumors. That the Lion Pack might see an early release at Gen Con, so 
that these, would be are cool. These, are, these, are, these, um, are these rumors, rumors, rumors amongst us, or rumors from the interwebs? Rumors from the interwebs. Okay, fair rumors enough. from the interwebs. <laughs> I, I, I've seen people talking about it. I've heard people talking about it on cast. It's not unreasonable, and that's about it. <laughs> um, the expectation is because the uh, we saw Bonds of Blood last week, and that Fantasy Flight has said the the Lion Pack is coming out in August. And hey, look, Gen Con <laughs> is actually in August. Sneak it up, yeah. Um, so maybe they s- may throw, s- you know, ship some out on a plane, and we get some early. That would be pretty cool. They 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 have a habit of doing that. So there's it'll yeah. be it'll if they have it in their warehouse, they'll have it at their booth at Gen Con. Oh Lord, yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. yeah, how much of it? Who knows? But honestly, does it matter? It's not going to be legal. No, for the event, no. For the for the for the is it legal for proving grounds? What's that? Is that proving grounds a formal tier or a casual tier? I it's probably know. a formal tier, so it probably wouldn't be legal for proving grounds. Well, I was going to say even for casual, if something's not released yet, you're not supposed to use it, are you? Oh right, that's true. Because it's not pr- it's not that's to release true. it early. So that's true. yeah. That's true. So hey, you know, go and get your cards if they're there. Cool. Good yeah. on you. You can but play the free rolls event. Well, that's mo- a casual. More fact, it, more the fact is, Gen Con, <laughs> sit down and play the damn new Lion stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Grab, grab someone, sure. grab a table. Yeah, that's sure. Gen Con, yeah, right? Know, you know, post yeah. some spoilers or whatever. But yeah, but for the for the tournament scene, it yeah, it doesn't matter. It'll, people it'll people at home will probably melt because they'll be upset that, uh, that uh, I yeah. don't have any cards. It'll, it'll be a harbinger for the tournament scene. It'll get discussion going. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It will. But yeah, and they'll get yeah. up on Jigoku. Uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah. Right? So there's the point. If it, so if it does turn up at Gen Con, and if someone gets hold of it, <laughs> take a good phone or a good camera. Okay, come on, get some decent shots here. You know. A scanner. Right. You know. All right. So uh, the last thing that we had on our list was talking about announcements, and we've already talked about that. We we expect. Well, I don't expect them, but here's what Reasonable I'm hoping for, to see. I, I I have no insight into FFG's thinking, which is cran, crab pack announcement, dragon pack announcement. And maybe even and what next ne- product. What next? Yeah. Awesome. What next is the big deal? We we none of us are going to be shocked. We'll hear something about clan, cl- crab and dragon, even if it's just they're coming soon. If you don't get yeah. any more than yeah. that, yeah. No, what next is the big deal? I would love this it. Is the time. I would actually love it if they would announce the product roadmap for 2020. I mean, basically, I think that's Ooh. what we're talking about. Yeah, they should do. No argument. Not there. just not that just might a, be a not thing. just the yeah. next product. Yeah. What's the product roadmap? For yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Because you know, having for their entire. Yeah, uh, yeah. For the entire studio, for FFG, well, sure, why not? General, but, I'm, but, yeah. but since you know, I only really care about L five R right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, uh, entire studio, whatever. But you know, they when last year when they announced the entire product roadmap for 2019 for L five R, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it gave the community a lot to talk about, a lot of spec to speculate on, a lot of you know anticipation to build. Yeah, I think it was uh, honestly overall a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, to, to cut you in there, you're quite right, because L5R is something with quite a solid calendar yeah. compared to a lot of the others. I mean, we talk about we talk about Netrunner LCGs having the, we do six, a cycle starts, it's once per month for six months, cool. Right. But L5R has gone, no, at this point, this roll switches. At this point, this roll switches. Yeah. At this point, this season starts and these events happen. So right. them going, hey, here's the calendar for 2020. Right. right. So yeah. now, it was a good thing for 2019. I think it could be a good thing for 2020. And yeah. so it would, it would you know, build up a lot of hype and a lot of speculation. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, unfortunately, Tyler Parrott is not going to be there at Gen Con. He's, um, he's not going to be there. Mm. So he the won't be able to answer any of these yeah. questions. And I, unfortunately, <laughs> we'll be able to get him on mic at Gen Con. So Guess we'll have to ambush him at Worlds. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> 
All right, so turning our attention to the most recent fiction, Carl, you finished reading it? Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> Carl was in a, 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 it was in kind of a rush finishing it this Speed morning. Speed read. I'd started doing it, but it's been a busy old week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Falling Stars by Mary Murdoch. It w- picks up the evening of the the last fiction. So, oh, yep. okay, hold yeah, on, hold on. This is we had a listener. Okay, so here's the deal. We're going to talk about this. Yeah, just warning. <laughs> if yeah, you yeah. want to avoid spoilers, so spoilers I will. Spoilers, spoilers. I, yeah. In my editing, I will note the timestamp and I will put the timestamp into the show notes. So look, when you get to this point, refer to the show notes. And if you want to avoid spoilers, go to that yeah. timestamp. So, or, or, or if you want to do the right thing, uh, go read the book. Pause right read. now. Yep. And go read. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So this is official spoiler cast from this point onwards. Blam. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll come back and we'll try to be spoiler free. After the timestamp. Yeah. Okay, so Falling Stars, Mary Murdoch, they posted it, I think, on Wednesday, maybe on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it was a good story. I think, I think it's the first time they've ever they've done a fiction that's all about a single card. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you're not maybe. wrong, to be fair. Well, yeah. no, they had Miyako's Undertaking. Miyako's Undertaking, she uh, had okay, yeah, she had one enough. story there, right? I guess, but, you know. There, there are some <laughs> things, and then, and then <sighs> but... um. Good point. I think at the at the like halfway through, once I figured out, oh, they're gonna try to murder, yeah, Tatori. Uh, well, 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 and I'm rather, like, and I'm yeah. like, well, the foreshadowing given by the fact that the article itself explained in great detail <laughs> what a Kodokaede can do. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, like. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen. No. I, I think Kota Tatori is going to get, he's going to be I mean, near death. <laughs> and you know what? Kaede is going to save him. Okay, well, I mean, because she's tough. I, I yeah. don't know what that well, voice is, say, by the way. No, no kidding, right? I'll <laughs> save, save that one for one of the, um, one of the, web, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. voice Chaponados. players. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I was going to say, like, because I, I didn't read that bit bluntly. I almost never do. Whenever the stories pop up, I just go to the story and ignore right, the right, framework right, right. around it. So I didn't That's what I do. That. And uh, typically, yeah. that's what I do. Just this time, I just happened to read. I'm like, what? They're going into the, the, okay. This is like the, in some ways, this is like either the start of the next movie or the next major scene where we're getting the other stuff going on while something is happening, you know, because this is almost time concurrent. With well, events, no, you know. but but wasn't Aramora, Kachiko was at the poet ceremony, poem, yeah. poet poetry presentation, yeah, so she's, right? she's So this is after the murder. Yeah, but she's at this point, she's just short of like wiping blood off her hands. Right, right, right. She's like basically dusting herself down and going straight to this. That's why that was the idea, to get it all in before anyone had time to react, you know. Right. That that's also that's I, I get a bit of that feel. They planted the shinobi guards fairly quickly. They got their plan together as fast as they could, and you know didn't right. account for the fact that Satori is a freaking you know is a lion and an emerald champion. So he al- almost defends himself successfully. Now, that one of the mo- I read the fiction, and I have to I have to congratulate Talon Myriad, uh, Mir- Myriad, Talon Myriad on Reddit. Uh, he or she posted. A fantastic tongue-in-cheek but synopsis. This is, this is a regular thing they've done, this by is, the way. And yeah. he or she has done this uh, a few times. Oh yeah. This one had me laughing out loud. The people at the cigar lounge were like, "What the hell is going on? Why are you laughing so hard?" Because this guy is right, right? Yeah. Like, uh, or this person is right. So, Talon does a great job of like. So, Scorpion Clan are supposed to be assassins, right? They're really screwing this up. <laughs> they're they're not doing well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's kind of my point. Is the whole they're, they're the whole deal of someone a, a tougher target than normal. Yeah, Also, you know, Carl sort of brought up a good point, I mean, maybe inadvertently, but. 
they are. This is total improvisation right now. Yeah, they're go- they they're haven't had fast. time to plan. Yeah, right, right. They, sho- right. they shove two guys into into um into what do you call it? Seppuun armor. And get them as close as they can, you know, and like dive well, they, they the probably window. no. They've you know they've I mean? had the guys in place for a while because they've got spies everywhere always. Mm-hmm. But it was a it was a matter of oh shit, we need to do this. So I guess we we're activating these yeah. people. We need yeah. to we, yeah we need to get one of the most well defended people in the whole damn empire killed off. You know. Yeah. Now I, w- I will say it was a bit more action scene than I was expecting, and well, also Aramoro has okay. Aramoro has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he's, he's an arrogant guy. Oh yeah, and totally made him look bad in the Emerald Championship. Mm-hmm. Well, so he's already, already knows he can take him down basically in a fair fight. So it's like they're doing their best to make it as unfair as unfair as possible as quickly as possible, right? Well, so, th- there's that, you know. but also you get a, there's there's a hint of revenge there too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, he's not he's not he's not acting cold and calculating. He's charging at someone. Well, yeah, th- th- yeah. so so you and I were talking on the way up, and and I asked you to not answer my question, but I because I, I, I was going to pose it here. If the Sapoon, the traitor guard, had the opportunity to cut off, cut the belt to get Totoro's knife away from him, or mm-hmm. his, his, his katana, his sword, mm-hmm. I had knife, his it, get his to disarm him. Yeah. Why didn't and Talon Myriad brings this up? Why didn't that guard just stab him in the first place? And Doug had an answer for me, and so. I want to give Doug a chance to answer. Well, there, there's there's two parts to it. Okay. First off is the whole Aramora revenge thing, but also it's that Aramora wanted to kill him, so yeah. disarm. Leave him to me. Having, yeah. Oh, okay. Leave him right. to me, right? Okay. Yeah. So that there's that part of it, but also there's an element of humiliation to it. So because the katana is the soul of the samurai warrior, and uh, being separated from your soul is a bad thing. You know, the, the katana is the most prized thing in, in a samurai warrior's life. It's handed down from father to son, et cetera, et cetera. Separating him from his sword really makes him look bad and really so, makes so it, the uh, whole even, thing worse. Even a more dishonor, or, or you're dying, but be to, to be separated and not having fought and not having your sword yeah. with you is to die even a less honorable You're thing. not dying a warrior's death that way. You're right. not dying a warrior's okay. death. You die with your, your sword in your hand. So mm-hmm. revenge, because like, that's what I, th- my mind went immediately to, Aramoro must have told the guard off screen, mm. leave him to me. That's mm-hmm. what I assumed. Yeah. Uh, but I it, but, it, but it's weird. also there's also a socio-political aspect to it also, you know, a cultural aspect. So that, that because yeah. Keep yeah, in mind as well, um, we, we get a little touch on the idea that um, Aramoro, because this whole thing goes so slapstick, basically, um, Aramoro doesn't have time to do what he wants to do, which is one of the things is to get rid of the body. So was he going to leave the weapon behind as a sign that um, to make it look like Totori had abandoned it? Was that going to go with him? Was it simply so that when Totori died, he knew he'd lost his oh. daisho? Interesting point on both of those, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah no. it's like because, like you say, it's clear thing. Not things do not go we to plan. Yeah, here. we don't know yeah. what we don't know what yeah. the plan was because he doesn't after get, he gets he doesn't killed. Get to well, do it. Th- there's that part of it too, away. but there's also when you die. It, that's not the end of things. Yeah, it was like, that's what I'm going to get out there right. exactly. Yeah, Totori gets to see this happen, as it were. Well, but right, also, yeah. you know, if he if he doesn't get to die a warrior's death after his death, does he go? You know, well, when he goes to uh, gates of Mado. Yeah, as, as, as yeah, is mentioned it, in the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, you know? it, it you know it, when you go into the afterlife, you know, mm-hmm. what happens? Dying, you know, a, a, a non-warrior's death, and when you're a warrior, obviously, you know, there's there's karmic 
after effects that could resonate through your your afterlife and things like that. And mm-hmm. I mean, frankly, the story goes into this as it were. At least, at least in terms of we get a brief look at what might be happening afterwards. Well, you we know, yeah. uh, version, from a different yeah. we get an idea that yeah. uh, Kaede has done something really drastic. Yeah, exactly. She yeah. has harmed her own karma mm-hmm. to bring Totori back. Yeah, totally. Yeah, right, and she's pregnant at the time so there's a question about whether she sacrificed the child sacrificed her fertility sacrificed Affected the length some, of her life yeah. whatever it more, might be. More, something more mystically than physiologically yeah we don't know right. gotta say you yeah. know you can't mess around with things like that and not have you know karmic repercussions yeah totally i mean she's not she's not brought someone back from the dead let's be fair here she's 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 salvaged someone on the brink of it is it? Which is the distinction? Um, he was there. To, he's there to contact. He's there to talk to. He's not passed, so she's not resurrected. The, the thing someone, is, you know? spirits are always, pretty much always there. That you can yeah. get, you can always get to them if you know the right way. Yeah. Even if they've gone on to Mado or Jigoku or something like that. Yeah, but that's kind of the point. She, she, from the description we get, it's very clear that he has not yet passed that last stage. Remember, the, yeah. remember the 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 Phoenix book where you know going into the realm of the hungry dead and all that. So mm. there's oh, yeah. there's mystical ways to do all that stuff. So you know the dead are never gone. Yeah, but making the point that, that he but he's he in, was in between. He was going. He was dead. Yeah. Well, like like I say, but maybe maybe body out. But the point being that his he had not passed beyond the gates yet. When she when she when he, she grabs But him. he was heading towards them. He was yes, he was dead like and say, he was asking her to let him go. Yeah, he was on the way. He was not gone. So the difference there. That's I'm kind of like comparing it to say necromancy or so. He was stuff, dead. You know? His spirit was departing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she she calls him back. She doesn't um, resurrect him. So he wasn't yeah. breathing. You know, it's like yeah, he was done. Yeah. There's a there's a yeah there's a, a, a fine point in between. There's yeah. a glimmer. Right. He wasn't like. Completely gone. That's what I read. Yeah, yeah totally. So. Yeah, it's an interesting and then one. She brought him back. It's an interesting one. Yeah. Pulling on all the forces involved, right? Yeah, I mean the void, which is the dangerous thing to play with at the best of times. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah. she is a master of void. Oh yes, oh yes. And, okay. And but the thing oh, that the sure. thing that I liked best about the story is that I think it's a really good illustration of what the void actually is. Just a a force. As, as a for as a as a as a mystical energy as a force as whatever as 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 the you know the as an element, okay. how that right? it is nothing and everything all at the same time. Okay. It allows her to do. If she was just you know, elemental master of fire or something like that, she wouldn't have been able to do what she did. Oh, without any doubt. Because oh, okay. because she's a master of void, she could do what she did. So that's mm-hmm. one of the thing I think is coolest about the story. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a diff- different different discipline that she has, as it were. Yeah. All right. So one of the things I want to talk about now there are two items or three items left on this agenda. One <laughs> is Bonds of Blood, right? The newest pack. Floor rules for FFG games. They just got released. We have the eighteen pages sitting right here, and then uh, we have some listener questions. So uh, let's take care of the. Short stuff first. What about Bonds of Blood? It, has anybody played any Bonds of Blood uh, last not, week or so? We're sitting here about eight days after release. Yeah, I have not myself. I haven't built with it yet, but well, uh, I am going to be building with uh, Conflict Tadaka. No great shot. All right, there. cool. Yep, yep. Cool. I played, uh, it's not live on Jigoku yet, but I have played with the disguised Bushi Hida Yoshino, and I haven't used his trigger yet, but. Just having another ready mm-hmm. in your back pocket is insane. I, uh, in both games I played with him, I had a Borderlands Defender be my Bushi that I disguised in. So uh, she was a 
I put two fate on her. I got a katana on her. At one point, she became honored. I replaced her, and so now he's a he's an his glory is two. So when he's honored, he's a six five, and I had a katana on him, so he's a eight five. He was a beast. I never triggered his ability because it didn't apply. It just there wasn't a character on the attack province. But wow. So I was, I was, and I'm still kind of, I haven't figured out exactly if I've, I like the disguise, if it's worth it, but it's, well, it's good. You're getting Ooh, pretty close there to a, a, a miniature version that, of Tower Lion, cases. right? You know, re reusing a Lion character, at least in mm -hmm. the same conflict phase, and getting a lot of use out of multiple hits. I mean, readies, readies are never bad. Readies are always scary. Yeah. And in, in a clan with such a, generally with such a heavy bias towards one stat, it's like, yeah, it's scary stuff. Uh, anything else? So say it again. It's a good pack. There's lots of interesting stuff in there. It is. What do you think of? Do you think the lion will ever use their province, the one where you during a conflict you discard cards, discard a number of cards, and then you dishonor that number that number of characters attacking characters. That what is it? Dishonor or a trigger or a reveal trigger? Uh, I think it's an action. Yeah, that's pretty solid. You know. Don't know. It's it's heavily farmable. Sort of. I mean. Somewhat. I mean, like six strength means the, farm the farmable factor is a little less. Yeah. I mean, you're right. For I guess for ring hits, hmm, good one that. Because that effect, that effect. I mean, for example, in the current meta with Phoenix being strong, that effect is horrifying in the right circumstance, right? Yeah, it's yeah. an action yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's an action. That's pretty scary. During a conflict at this province, discard one or more cards from your hand. Choose an equal number of attacking characters. Dishonor each of those characters. Non-province? Uh, non. Oh, it's a four. It's a four strength. I thought it was a six strength. Say non-non-stronghold. It can be a stronghold. Oof. That's pretty it's a fun. fire that's, province. That's a good hold your stronghold one, isn't it? So it's a fire ah, province. Interesting. Well, yeah, that is but actually fire, that's, but that's but good. fire is uh, and it's not roll locks. It's just a fire element. It's a fire element. Okay. Yeah. It's a fire province. Hmm. I didn't consider so. that one properly. That's that could be a, a scary surprise because I mean, Lion has the card efficiency on the card draw to be on quite a hand by the time someone's if someone's pushing their province, so pushing their yeah, stronghold. Yeah, and and mm. now this goes to that gives the farmable also part, goes right? To the, yeah. uh, yeah. If you have less cards, stuff. Yeah. Right? So in the case where you have a character that gets bigger, if you have less cards, you can, and it, and it allows you to just choose the characters. Like yeah, yeah, you I mean, can choose two or three or eight, or and you get to choose all of them. Well, one 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 card that's on the tower coming in. Yes. I mean, geez, you know that's a that's a nice action. Yeah. 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 I I I don't know. Like Lion got a like. Phoenix got a really good card for Forbearer's Echoes. Oh my <laughs> gosh, is, is what the joke is, right? Go oh, yeah. Koto Kaede isn't bad. She's a two glory, three four. She definitely keeps people in 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 uh, in the game, mm -hmm. as a, as you know, illustrated by her fiction. Like the Utako Rumaro, I'm kind of scared of. She's the Bushi Cavalry Battle Maiden Daimyo Unicorn, five cost four four three glory. Each honored character you control gets plus one glory. Each dishonored character you control gets minus one glory. Mm -hmm. After this character wins conflict, discard a card from your hand. Choose another participating character. Honor the character. So I started thinking about her, and I, I think we saw her sometime. And I very soon after that, or maybe earlier before it, I played a unicorn deck with Force of the Rivers in it. Mm -hmm. And that sucks, because Festival of the Departed, which honors everybody... And then you, tri she, if she was in that game, I would have. It would have been like forty-five military. Yeah, it would have been insane. Like massively over t over the top. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they could have done everything. I'm kind of like, 
She's a five coster, so I'm not really worried about her. But you pull off that that trick. Now, with the with the bonuses Man. to honor dishonored, is it just characters in general? Not not she doesn't have to be participating. No, no, no. It doesn't have to be participating. Yeah, so she's yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. she's she a just, It's a blanket. She's it's a, a blanket. Yeah, honor. I mean the everybody's more honorable. Yeah, and, the and the but what what happens is those force of the river tokens are one military, one glory, or one military, zero glory, and they, but they get because honored one. and they get pumped with this. Yeah. And all the of a sudden the multiplication like, is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's a hell of a swarm deck trick. Yeah, She's it perfect really is. backline commander. Yeah, it really right. is. But yeah, like you say, five cost makes it not an absolute guaranteed grab, but certainly heavily worth considering. Listeners to this podcast know that we play with Jason, and uh, <laughs> I don't know what his opinion. I haven't talked to him about Untamed Step yet. The six cost, the big old unicorn province, right? The things that have gotten a lot of press, uh, a lot of mention. Are the crane cards, which are a new name and duel to the death. Yep. Get ready to die. <laughs> See crane across the table. More. Keep those black markers off your cards. Oh, I was gonna say more, more kill deck, more, more kill decks. Yeah. Oh man, God. <laughs> yeah, they're rough. They're rough. All right. And anything else sticking out in Bonds of Blood? Like I say, not had a proper look yet. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, in a bit of a surprise, uh, we didn't know this was coming. FFG released their floor rules for all their OP games. Yeah, so the overall About blanket damn sets. time. Yeah. yeah. This is something they've needed for years. Yes, yes, they have. And uh, they did a pretty good job. I, I tend to like they have the basic, you can go, it's it's a 18-page, 18-page? Yeah, 18-page document. There's a lot here, right? Uh, the structure of this, uh, the structure of their their penalizing structure is a point system. Hmm. So they have normal warnings, hard warnings, severe warnings. Uh, normal warnings are one point. Hard warnings are two. Severe warnings are four. If you get five or more of these points at a competitive event... Uh, then you're disqualified. Uh, if you get seven or more at a casual, then you're disqualified. Also, Normal, I don't know so if you caught... And they add up. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you caught the, the in there, though, is that the the points are also now part of the reporting structure. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it's yeah. In, oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. That's Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't remember that. So, yeah, the, the whatever whatever warning points you get during an event get gets reported back to FFG and goes on your permanent record. I was going to say, yeah, because as soon as you set the point system, that's the thing, bluntly, that's the thing I wanted, is the a, an overall threshold for someone across a tournament season. A historical, yeah, a historical you know, account of how you know, well hit, these, or hit, how, how yeah. badly these people are doing. You know, you, you hit 20 across a, a year period or something, we need to have a word, you know, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so normal warnings, which are the 1.1s, are uh, intermediate gameplay disruption or minor event disruption, such as a simple error on their deck list or intentional unintentional slow play. Now, they... They, they make a careful argument to say that if you miss the trigger in a game, if both of you just honestly did it, then that doesn't necessarily result that doesn't yeah that doesn't necessarily result in each of you getting a penalty point. You can either play on, rewind, or there's one reestablish. Yeah, yeah, reset. So, yeah, they're they're avoiding the magic classic one, which is the whole you know did um there was a there's there are notorious moments in in magic organized play, a famous one in one of the team games where a game went through and a guy after the game 
said to his opponent, saying, yeah, it's crazy. I, know, um, I wonder why he didn't fire such and such a thing that was a required trigger. And because of that, he retroactively lost the game. Yeah. And was penalized. Yeah. Yeah. So they're avoiding that, which frankly is crap. So, so you know, these points maybe, I think it's really up to judge's discretion, right? So if the judge, if the first time, uh, if, I, if I make a mistrigger the first time, I get a, I get a polite reminder, mm-hmm. right? And that's not necessarily a warning. And then yeah. in round three, I make the same freaking mistake. That might warrant a warning yeah, and an the, official is, point which is on an actual my point. Yeah. yeah, and that makes a good point there, as it were. Which is now we've now we've got a little more of a structure of I'm giving you a reminder. This is not an official marker, but if you do this again, it will become an official warning. Mm-hmm. That's great. You know, mm-hmm. it's a good system to have. Please yeah, carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, with those are the normal warnings. Hard warnings are ten or two points that are given when a player repeats an infraction or causes significant gameplay disruption or intermediate intermediate event disruption, such as a heated argument between players or bad attitude towards a judge. Those are only two points. And then severe are um, aggressive behavior towards an opponent or spouting unnecessary profanities. Youch. So, and then there's uh, game losses, and, and they establish some you know, rules for a game loss and a match loss, uh, rules for disqualification. They establish exactly what attendance is. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like how how soon do you have to get there? What's considered a gameplay disruption? I like uh, the the section on what to do with uh deck checks. Yeah. Oh, the procedural stuff for that, excellent. Yeah. No, that's that's a that is a solid one right there. That's that's one of the biggest things that's been needed, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing I bring up here as well is of course these are generic rule sets. So you've you play Game of Thrones, you Unfortunately, you play a Game of Thrones and you're a bit of an asshole. You get seven points in your record. You skip over to L5R. You still got seven points in your record. Mm-hmm. Ergo, we we know, you know right? Basically, right. You know. and what they've also done is they've put in a couple of tables with kind of summing up some of these things, so you can the judges can quickly refer to these things instead of trying to find it in the in the full narrative. Mm-hmm. So that's good. On page ten, they have a table of deck list, deck enforced and list errors, and then uh, drawing extra cards. That's a particular <laughs> thing yes. for Conquest uh, players. <laughs> uh, Fortunately, by the way, this is not from him. <laughs> okay, you you. I went, there, yeah, I went there. Thank you. I went there. That's there that. Go. That's one. That's one for the tractors, guys. <laughs> Be glad you don't understand that reference. <laughs> oh my god. Um, inappropriate behavior, minor warnings, harassment, uh, pe- making feel people uncomfortable, making people feel uncomfortable. There's um, a good one. To be fair, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not behavioral. Cool. That's a good one. So, um, so and then they have this. a larger table for like the warning guidelines on page seventeen. Yeah, that's a know, big baby there. That's a, that's yeah. an extremely helpful um, reference tool. Yes. So here's one for you. This is a rather solid step towards an actual judge program. I, FFG, he I, says pointedly. I don't <laughs> think they're going to do it. I because of the quagmire that was the magic judges being or not being employees of Watsi. Um, and that that legal quagmire that that created, I honestly would be very very surprised if they created uh, a judges program. Now, I would I would bring in. I get they what you're saying cascades, there. They yeah. have cascades. They have thing. Yeah. So th- that they might say, if you're going to be a judge for us, you have to pass that test. But and that test is not under their control. That test is under Cascade's control, ultimately, with FFG spy-in. But, so, there's, so there's some like, It's a part of competitive points. games, both card and mini, mm. to have some sort of uh, program. Like Certification. That. Yeah. Uh, you can, you like can, yeah. Pokemon has the Pokemon professors. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they avoided they, by by how they structured how they have to do that. They avoided all the magic judge problems. If anyone's not familiar, the magic judge problem was basically bound down to an Uber situation: a bunch of people being paid to do something, somewhat under the tabley, and getting none of the protections they required for that. Now, Cascade is directly employing in inverted commas people, depending how much you know, it is employing people temporarily mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. and do the work for them. Mm-hmm. That's all fine. I think FFG has to offer a certification for you to go and do that thing. Right. I think that's where we're getting. And, I think and we've been judges for FFG before. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we got paid for it. Mm-hmm. You know, so the the I don't think there I don't think FFG is anywhere, even in the same ballpark, of running into a problem like the that like the magic judge problem you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, you you guys have been temporarily employed by FFG to do things. That's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they they're so not I, I temporarily employed by FFG like three uh, like six times a year. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. But, so. but the thing is, though, is that FFG employs their judges above board. Yeah. They're, 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 there's there's a contract that you have to sign. There's yeah. an official paycheck and all that. Yeah. So you're not running into the pr- the magic judge problem. So there's no reason not to do a certification program. Yeah. For for that for that on that issue okay. yeah there are other there are other problems that magic judges have run into with things where they now have to do background checks and stuff on their judges but that you know but you know that could be a part of the certification That's process and also modern modern world employment issues i mean yeah, no shock there right yeah so right. so yeah. So I I think you're worried a little bit about nothing, but that's just no. My I'm take I'm on I'm, it. I'm yeah. not I'm not worried. I'm just saying it's not going to happen. Yeah. I, okay. I I, f- I think I think I think I it think has do, to happen. I think they have to. to 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 grow to grow the competitive scene they want. I think it's got to get there eventually. I mean, think about down at um, Denver Cote. How many people we had who were, and particularly the Keyforge one, who were intensely and quite understandably. Um, displeased with the organization they encountered with how people were judging with the inconsistencies with all that great stuff we talked to people on the day who were like holy cow who listed off stuff that we could tick a list of problems mm-hmm. well certification kills that yeah. certification kills that did dead yeah. and it's not hard to do i mean bluntly well certif- yeah. certif- certification mitigates it yeah certification there there's always error in measurement oh and totally so people yeah. can always make mistakes after the fact yeah so certifications are something that needs to be maintained yeah, yeah. right like in, and even in the RFI, in, in the in the Cote we had, there were I, I would argue there were a half dozen people in that room, maybe more, probably more, that knew more about the rules of L5R than the two judges did. Precisely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now we understand how that comes to happen, but it's something we want to avoid. And I would turn around and say certification gives us a gives us as the players some way to to. to uh, Fight back against that. Imagine, right? imagine yeah. the Denver Cote had there been a certification program in place, and those judges had would had have had to have some training beforehand. Yeah, some, some would we have had the training. same problems that we did? Yeah. I don't think we would have. And no. uh, but even would they have been perfect? Hell no. no. Right. But would they would they have made some of the? Would they have been better? Yes. Yes. Yeah. They would have been better. I don't want to call them egregious mistakes, but that's the first uh, thing that that thing that popped, <laughs> first term that popped into my mind. But the 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 oopses that were made might w- very likely would not have been been made. Well, mm-hmm. I'd turn it around and say it barely matters about what, whether the mistakes were made. It's more the point that we could turn around and say, hey, in this book it says you did something wrong, and that's the bit that matters. Right. Uh, the ability for the players to go, hold on, no, you guys got to play fair. Instead no, of I, instead I, of a judge I, making a ruling, and, and I don't and I don't disagree. I mm. think a judge's certification program is mm. a good thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I just don't see FFG doing it. I think FFG has to do so. it. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, more, than, more than the house of, I think that's what they're working towards. I think that's the major reason to have that okay. is the starting point. Uh, these these yeah. are things that the community has been asking for for years. 
Yeah, yeah, totally so. Yeah. Going back to when I started playing Netrunner back in 2013. Oh yeah, without. I was hearing sh- I was hearing people asking for floor rules, asking for certification programs, asking for better judging. That's what six years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the community the, the the LCG community has been asking for this stuff for a long time, and it wouldn't surprise me if the X Wing community hasn't been asking for it for a long time, and uh, the you know, the Legion community is probably asking for it. I, w- I would imagine that. Any the half dozen people that play competitive Legion. <laughs> well, getting better. That's Room Wars. We're getting Legion's oh, okay, getting better. Okay, 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 gotcha. Legion's getting better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so you know, so I think that, I mean, th- this is something that, you know, FFG if they want if they want to have a game that's anywhere near the scale of Magic, yeah, or anywhere near the scale of old L5R, they need to have more structures like this in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it'll. I'm, I'm, I'm confident it'll happen. I'm, I'm honestly, having seen this piece of paperwork, I think that's the first major step towards it. I agree. Yeah, because that's basically that's a that is the handbook for the judge. Here is the things you have to have to do and have to know, and making it a reference version too m- makes it clear that it's intended for a judge to actually use. You yeah, because no, no one's expecting anyone, judges included, to be able to quote every damn rule off the top of their head. That's insane and, unpra- and impractical. Right. Every every magic judge can tell you they have a freaking you know phone directory bible to go through for their stuff right you know yeah the the magic rules these days are something like like almost 3,000 pages insane or is the phrase you're looking for yeah yeah, yeah. a searchable yeah. database and, and is what you use these and days l5r is a very complex but, not, compli- it, but yeah. not complicated yeah i'm trying mm. to make sure i'm using the, the right c yeah. word <laughs> yeah. uh it's a, it's a complex game with a lot of complex interactions yeah you know, so the the judges aren't always going to get it right. But if there's a if there's a training program, you know, some sort of certification, some sort of vetting that happens, and some that so the judges can have a, a starting point for for making rulings. That's that's yeah. a, that's just better mm-hmm. for the judges. And God, the, when we were judging the Kiku Matsuri, and I made a couple of bad calls, and I mean, I still think about that mm-hmm. two years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I wish I how could I've how could I've called that wrong. And the point of the system as well is that the play- then those players would have had a way to point to the rules and, and say that is officially something that shouldn't have been done. Right. Not so much to pick on you, but more to go, and now we have a process to handle right. this. You know? It's something that I would like to have as someone who yeah. judges for FFG. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I think it's something that FFG needs to do. Yeah. All right. Listener questions. We've gone through the grinder of talking about the floor rules. Now we go through another grinder of listener questions. So I asked um, some of our folks. Do on we Facebook. really want to call it a grinder? I mean, that's <laughs> are we? Are we? Oh gods! Well, it's uh, a last chance qualifier for the, for the listener questions. I don't know. Like, <laughs> there is a history to that word and this podcast. Yes. Uh, that, that's that's yeah. That's what I might have been laughing about. But yes. <laughs> I, I just, you know, we, it just seems like you we, know, we, we might we, get fewer we, questions in the future if we, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go for the Ashigaru of the, um, of the <laughs> listener questions, right? <laughs> there you go. Let me pull them up here. So the first one comes from John. Share some war stories from recent, from recent games. What are some tough beats or great wins you've had? Talk about the moments you've really been excited you were playing L5R. I'll let one of you... Go first. I, I have a couple of stories for this. Or maybe I should go first, considering I knew this question was coming and I yes. gave it some thought. <laughs> go for it. So there was one. Uh, I played a, about a eight, ten games on Jigoku this week. Now, Bonds of Blood wasn't live, so I didn't get see a lot of Crane Duel to the Death stuff. But we did have some really great moments 
I did play a crane player, and this is probably the best sneak of the day. I was low on honor. They had 11-12. They had Daidoji Uji. He was dishonored, so he wasn't coming for much, but he was coming militarily for like three, and he was coming air, and I couldn't defend it. And I had a Casada bowed there, and I'm like, this sucks. And I've been trying out, uh, because I play with Jason, I've been trying out Odoran Vacha, Barcha. And so I, I got nothing. There's, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I got no, no fate, nothing. Got nothing. He's, got, he's about to come in and strip me of two honor at least with an undefended, uh, you know, unopposed, and then take one with air. And I was at either four or five honor. So it was a, meh. he hits illustrious forge. Because he doesn't want to go against defend the wall because he think I might have fight on. Maybe I had one fight, wait, one fate. I don't have fight on, but I, he hits forge. I look. There's a Barcha in the top five. I play it on Casada. He has nothing to do. So then I exhaust the Barcha to bring Casada in exhausted. But I manage to bow the Daidoji Uji, and I protect myself. <laughs> and that basically wins me the game. Because the next turn, this is like turn four, I've broken three provinces. He flips, and he's like, yeah, I got nothing. I'm good. I, I was going to be on a stronghold that turn. and But that Barcha was, it's one of those moments where you're like, wow, I'd rather be lucky than good. Yeah, that's a bizarre one that <laughs> no, we're both exhausted. Like, oh, yeah. my God. Well, the Adoran Barcha, I, I looked at it like four times. I'm like, does this say I need to actually ready? No, I, I can be not ready. I'm just... I'm on my horse. I'm asleep, but I managed to somehow hook the guy <laughs> and come into the conflict. And it was only during a military, so all these things had to line up. So that was one of those moments where you're like, "Wow, that's cool." <laughs> oh god, I've got I've got two quick silly ones. One of them was from the um, Denver Cota, actually playing out the final the final game of the day for me, and um, I'd been. But dancing on honor all uh, all all uh, um, tournament shall we say and I started the round on two honor with us and single card draw down unsurprisingly ending up on one I was pretty much expecting it but my opponent is like bouncing around because we're in <laughs> we're in last moments and he's pretty much got a um, a solid method of getting one or off I'm pretty sure he had the air ring I couldn't really defend everything I needed to and not not lose stronghold right, right. so he's like I just need land land one air hit Right. Get it through, not a problem at all, right? Yep. And we're playing, and we're going back and forth, and I get into one of the conflicts, and I forget exactly what I played, but I fired out an ability that lost me in honor. And he's all, looks at me looks at me bizarre, I pop duty, getting myself to two, Yep. and cancelling all the stuff I've done, because I don't <laughs> care, and he immediately goes, uh, <laughs> deflates into, fine. And <laughs> that's know? why duty is <laughs> not is, is limited to one <laughs> per deck, yeah, he because was, he was so upset you to see can't that one. have three of those things. They and will break. The other flip side one was a, 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 a long time ago game. You just mentioned, that reminded me now of how silly it can be. Big old dragon game. There's a dragon tower. It's been in play for like three rounds. It's making my life hell. And it's worked <laughs> it down to where it's going to be a stronghold, a stronghold exchange. We're, bo we're both about to break each other's. Right? Okay. And my table's almost gone. I'm like almost wiped out, right? And he's been playing stuff out, let goes and all this stuff, and cards firing out, and we both draw big for the end round. He goes from like one to six cards. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, draw up, I draw up a decent size hand. He's like, okay. And he's got his big tower, and I go, right, uh, okay. Uh, you Jimbo with a covert. It's like, okay. Okay. And like he's like, okay, uh, nothing in response. He's like, cool. I um, I attack your stronghold, covert, and your single big guy. He's like, okay, for, uh, first action, pass. Put a sword on him, or her rather. He's like, yeah, pass. Hand the six cards. I'm like, second katana, yeah, pass. GG. <laughs> Five cards, nothing. 
Not the vaguest hint of help to him. Oh. Not a thing. <laughs> he's, drawn, he's just drawn a full five, wiped a huge chunk of honor. I'm like, I am really sorry. That sucks. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, I'm that's just, the game, right? I'm just, I'm just fainting. I'm just that's fainting variance. to get him to block, and I'm like, oh. Oh. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Holy right, crap. Well, I went in hoping to maybe prick, prick <laughs> yeah, your finger, I'm and like, I ended up, oh, like, chopping oh, your head off. Okay, okay. My, my last few games, <laughs> my last couple of games have been like that, where it's like, and I got handful of nothing. And nothing. Draw five and more handful of nothing. And what was it? The game I played against you the other night where I got down to one card left in my, my conflict deck. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I lost the game with one card left to draw. Uh, what, why, why, what? Shrine Maidens and Forgotten yeah. Libraries? Yeah, libraries were the big libraries. Talk. We Forgotten Libraries, Shrine Maiden, and Bidding Five. My yeah, gods. Yeah. <laughs> Deck's just. Well, in the, in the Shrine out. Maidens, yeah. you played. I remember two you played, yeah. and you discarded two ornate fans, and you got a spell, and you discarded on one of them, and then the other one you There's discarded a bonsai like a, let go, a bonsai let go, and, and you got another else. spell, oh, and God. you just so oh cloud the mind, yeah, yeah. So then two shrine maidens, and you and that cloud the mind almost whiff right. That, that cloud that that cloud the mind was useless to me uh, for most of that most of the time after the game after I drew it. So yeah, that was not a good use of a shrine maiden. Yeah. Uh, Ouch. Yeah. So it's well, variance is a thing in card games, right? Yeah. I say that's 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 stabbing yourself in both legs to get across the room for the bandages. <laughs> that game we had a couple <laughs> weeks ago where you were looking at gateway tomato and uh, what was it um, upholding as both up both oh yeah both both <laughs> face up in my province row. That was the moment. And and, and Tobin was like, which one do I go to for the third break? This <laughs> sucks. <laughs> he's got like he's got like eighteen feet and I'm like in gateway tomato or upholding authority. And this those are the decisions that are fun. Oh, right? Yeah. Those are the decisions <laughs> that are fun. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Thanks for the question, uh John. <laughs> uh Casey asks, can you speak to any first hand real life Testing of any elemental roll lock cards from Pack Two, specifically Earth Becomes Sky, Unfilled Destiny, uh, or Four Barrows Echoes. Four Four Barrows Echoes. Can I, we wait? Real life testing of the elemental roll lock cards. I the the only ones and and Casey, it's been eight days, so the only testing, all the only thing I've seen from these is I played Eric, uh, one of our local guys, and he had Echoes. And it echoes in his deck, and he never fired it. Well, he fired it once. I censured it because <laughs> oh, <laughs> I knew it was coming. He fired he had... it against me. <laughs> oh, did he? Oh, yeah. my. And, and how'd it go? About like you'd expect. <laughs> Fushisho? <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that's Doug's pain face you hear on the microphone. <laughs> so going to say, there's, there's another thing you can't put into sound, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, that, that was... Yeah, it was... <laughs> It was a mirror match, and it was, yeah. I mean, unsurprising that card when you get it, when you get it, and someone doesn't go, no, it does horrible things. Well, yeah, yeah. and and Eric had oh. a, what looked to be an amazing opening against me. He he played two walking the ways, and he had some stuff, and he cycled his deck. The one the one glitch in that whole thing was he had Satoshi. He triggered Satoshi. The first card off the top was a Mia Mystic, mm -hmm. so he didn't cycle any of his disc, any of his dynasty, and the Mia Mystic went in. And that hurt him. Oh, that yeah. one spot hurt him. And uh, this is why I keep hope alive for beating Phoenix. I haven't beat a lot of Phoenix, <laughs> but every once in a while it happened, and he just low rolled. Like, he did not get right. anything he needed. He well, didn't draw it, and so on and so forth. So my Phoenix deck, my, my, my main Phoenix deck needs to be rebuilt, the one that I, I was playing with on Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. 
Because it's still doing the dragon splash, and uh, you know, just you know, well, enjoy uh, enjoying playing it before you know it needs to be rebuilt. Uh, I I'm gonna probably rebuild it with uh, a lion splash and do fun things with that, mm. and play conflict Tadaka. So playing the deck that I'm going to build, which is what Eric was playing, against my current deck was. <laughs> Instructional. Yes, we're sitting there playing, and I and I, you know, we're talking about stuff, and I mentioned that I'm gonna, I'm planning to, you know, basically build what he's playing. He's like, he said that he thinks that you know what I was playing is stronger than his deck, and then I looked at him playing, you know, gate, you know, echoes and <laughs> and stuff like that, and I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, dude, no, you're no, not gonna, no, no. you're not gonna get away with this. No. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. So, so we've only seen Four Barrows Echoes. Uh, I saw it paid for, but not, tr- but not resolve. And yeah. Doug unfortunately saw it resolve. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be building the conflict to Daka because that's just all sorts of fun. Yeah. yeah. I think Earth becomes Sky. Casey is one to look out for in Lion right now. They might that that may if for those who and to do that, after worlds it's going to be a staple in the Phoenix deck. No oh, lord, yeah. yes, because yes. we if not sooner, if not sooner, because the rules change in September. Oh, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Is there about four that. worlds. Is there any get ready? Is there anything between Gen Con and Worlds? Mm. Any organizational stuff? Don't think so. Perhaps and, and, yeah. and some small ones. Maybe, and yeah. just for our listeners out there who also pay attention to Discord, yes, I did vote for Keeper of Earth. <laughs> All right, <laughs> cool. Uh, thanks for that question, Casey. Aaron D asks, "What alternate ways of playing do you think would make more fun and janky games of L5R?" And we we talked about this last episode. I built a, d- a daimyo deck. Yeah, finally. I yeah. wanted to play it on Wednesday, and, but and nobody sh- else had their daimyo. And decks. you got you got your stronghold, and I didn't have the time to build a deck and. And that seems like a really fun way to play L five R. Yes, mm. I, I do have actual I, cardstock strongholds. Yeah, one of the very very seems often comments really I cool. saw that I really want to try and dig some more brain into because the Daimyo stuff looks really good fun. But someone was talking about a God, what was it? It was something nutty like a thirty card dynasty, fifteen card conflict with like limited influence. The idea being that you focus much more on the dudes in the game and, and on the occasional oh. fire outs. Oh, wow. And as, as a teaching, there's also, as a, first thing's a teaching method, but I thought it'd be a really fun way to play. Okay. Like, you could imagine doing that in Daimyo format. We have a tiny conflict hand. So, card drawing stuff kind of gets a little bit funky, but it was an interesting well, one there, you know? Where playing a card Daimyo is, a big is deal. already really funky with, you oh, know, yeah. it being a 30 card, 30 card deck mm-hmm. with only one ofs. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, I had, <laughs> I had a hard time. Building like the the conflict deck was easy. Yeah, mm. the, the 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 dynasty deck is actually a challenge to build when you're doing one ofs and it's a thirty card deck. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a bugger. Yes. Yeah, Com- I mean, you know exactly what you'll take um, copies of in conflict. Did you get you're spoon guardsman in there? Is there a spoon guardsman <laughs> in the deck? I didn't. I didn't have to go quite <laughs> that bottom of the barrel. Uh, there is. T- so I built a crab deck. Okay. And it's like, huh? Okay, I have to build a crab dynasty deck with one ofs. One of those, and one of those, and one of those, and one of those, and then it's like, huh. I think there are like two crab dynasty cards that I didn't include in the deck. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, a, a, a very quick look at Scorpion to me said, this is the two cost deck. Scorpion has like everything that's yeah. two cost that's yeah, good. Yeah. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yep, you and you. So it's, you, you know, my opening is going to be three fate, two and one, you'll go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's like, holy cow, you know. Yeah, I'm spoiled for choice. So yeah, I, I, Aaron, I'd, I'd really look to that Daimyo one. Yeah. And may, and and if this other one you're talking about, Carl, kind of it makes, it, makes a formal yeah. thing, 
That would be really cool. I, I'm I'm excited after Gen Con to try a Daimyo because that would give me kind of a, a break from the normal L5R. Because after 12, 14 games of L5R that I play on Thursday and Friday and I'm not making any assumptions that I'm going to be there on Saturday, <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> so I'll be tired of L5R. I mean, that's kind of the point of this one is the, is the, is the rela- more relaxed table feel. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, exactly. that's what we want here. Exactly. Well, I think... Yeah. So I'm more of a casual player than a lot of people in this community. Uh, and I enjoy tournaments, but I am not a hardcore tournament spike at all. You know, one of the things I loved about playing Netrunner was casual Netrunner. Yeah, fiery mm-hmm. game. League, you know, yeah. league nights, j- janky decks, playing with Joe, you know, uh, tilting Jason, things like that, you mm-hmm. know. All, you know, all fun and games. But, you know, not like, you know, the, the serious, you know, competitive... Stuff that we really get into in this community, yeah, the ch- the chess play that L five I normally is, yeah, you know, like and now my, don't I I do enjoy like the high end tournament play, but I'm not very good at it, and uh, you know I I would love if there was something that was more, you know, more casual, yeah. Then that this, yeah. this, this and we, we talked about this that. a little bit last last time, right? Like yeah, the, we I, think I'm the multiplayer might be in a way to do that. Right. Um, Daimyo might be a way to do that. So yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I I do want something that's you know more casual, more fun, more just you know. And maybe mm-hmm. what the that maybe that's what freeing the rules would do. Maybe would, I don't know. It would provide for more jank decks. Uh, one so. one thing I would say out here's a question back to the listeners. Please tell us because I haven't had a chance to hit this up yet. Is how much faster is a game of Daimyo? Because there's a good one for new people is getting a little bit of that time commitment per game down. Mm-hmm. You know, just like hey, it's a quick if it's a quick twenty minute half an hour game. Because mm-hmm. if that's how it plays out, sweet. That's a wonderful thing to just sit down and screw around with for a few hours, getting a good few games mm-hmm. in, you know? And it would be... That, it, they, I think, as advertised, it was about 20 minutes, right? Yeah, 15, oh, that's 20. Excellent. That's excellent. The, uh, I think that's a better gateway into the game, maybe, than than just the standard game for someone who hasn't played before. Yeah, almost without a doubt, I think. Yeah, totally. And I think Daimyo would be a great way to do that, you know, because it, it, it exposes you to the game and exposes you to a selection of cards... You know, you you're not saying uh, devoting like ninety minutes of your life to sitting down and learning a game for the first time, right? right. I'd also say we can't be the only people thinking about this. Let's um, see if we're Gen Con can handle something or Worlds or whatever. Yeah. In terms of how you well, there about there is Tyler's yeah. super decks, secret whatever. events that are happening at Worlds. Yeah. So who knows what those are going to be? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Greg Miller. Thanks for the question, Aaron. Greg asks, who is the best girl, and why is it Hida Oyushi? What are the ranks of the other candidates of best girl and why? Uh, Hito Oyushi, I believe, is, from her name, a crab. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but apparently she was a character in the old game who yep. is assumed to be coming back, my guess, in, in the in the yeah, she inheritance cycle. I, I don't remember if she's in the inheritance cycle. The name rings a bell. So I, for one, I like Miramoto's Miramoto Prodigy. That's the, the core set character in dragon that art i don't know why (laughs) that speaks to me i think she's best girl but it would be insulting to call you know a generic uh, group uh, of people uh, uh, a generic group of people (laughs) who's probably a person who's probably an adult a girl so i'll call her best woman (laughs) but that's my that's my uh, professor hood yes turn of phrase coming in so she's she's good i like kachiko is a f- very powerful and amazingly scary 
uh, <laughs> female character that I like. I assume every single Scorpion deck with five fate has her in her it has her in hand. Right. It's just <laughs> it's a thing I do. <laughs> I do not see, go political. You see, you see Kachika around every corner, oh, everywhere man. you look. I really Kachika. do. I really do. <laughs> she's she's pretty rough. Well, I'll, I'll take the Scorpion Edge. It's easy in my case. It's Shishura Sadako. Because whether she's um, whether she's out oh, the, yeah? whether she's yeah. um, acting in a, a polite and um, an honourable manner or out in the town partying, she's awesome. She doesn't care. No one does. She's the, that's the Shinobi with three glory that, that doesn't care. That yeah, does, that's that is honoured. Right? Honoured, whatever you do. Yeah. As long as long as she's being loud, she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one way or the other. What about you, Doug? Best female who is not Hido Yushi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why is it Hido Yushi? Go for it. Why is yeah, it Hido yeah. Yushi? Uh, best girl being, you know, the head of the class. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't answer that one. There's too many. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a lot of great, strong female characters in this in in the uh, the, f- the fluff. So. No argument there. No argument. See, one of the ones I would pick out. I'm trying to think what it is, but it's. I think it's a crane card, with a, a female bushi going through a, a kata, sword overhead, full full like um. Uh, Doji challenger. Might not Doji challenger. No, not quite. It's one of the newer ones. I'm trying to think, but it's an absolutely fantastic piece of artwork. I'll have to, I'll have to dig that one out. One of my one of my favorites from the most recent cards. Like period. Hmm. And now okay. I can't think what it is. Girl. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. No kidding, I'll 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 find it out and post it up once we get once we get this baby on on Reddit and everything. Right. Thanks for that question, Greg. All right. So uh, thanks to all our Patreon supporters. If you're interested in supporting our efforts, check out Patreon.com/slash Art of Warcast. Uh, a couple of notes, a couple of shoutouts. Uh, there is a con being put together by uh, Trevor Cuba, who is a prominent member of the community. He's on Discord regularly. He they have he's a part of the Court Games podcast. And he's putting together, he's leading a charge to put together a con called RokuCon, which is an informal con for Legend of the Five Rings. In general, um, right? In general, yes. I think it's, uh, let me look here real quick. Uh, it's in Michigan, spring of 2020. Uh, two major attractions. The first is a card game tournament. And then the second is an open gaming room uh, with a massive library of board games and space dedicated to samurai drama rpgs um so he's going to be funding that uh through kickstarter uh at some point in the near future so we would urge you for those of you who are able to maybe travel to michigan in 2020 or throw some financial support uh his way uh so that people may travel to michigan in 2020 and enjoy uh this uh ip that we are engaged in you know he'll be reaching out uh, he reached out to uh, uh, several podcasters and asked for uh, uh, kind of a shout out, a promo. And so he'll be putting out some marketing materials in the next uh, few days, next week or so. Um, and we'll see. I think we'll see Trevor. I think Trevor is going to Gen Con, so I'll see, see him and, and be able to interact with him on that. Mm-hmm. So please do that. And then lastly, you all know we're going to Worlds. Uh, Doug, Jason. Um, Sal and I uh, and many people from Colorado will be there. Uh, and Smokes, Tokes, and Rokugan will also be going on on November 8th, which is the Friday at Joe Sensors. Put it on your calendar now, and we'll see you uh, at Worlds. And I'll see you at Gen Con. I will have uh, a microphone and my phone and recording possibilities 
And so let's have some fun. There's no reason we can't do a whole lot of stuff and have a whole lot of fun. I, for one, am, am excited for it. Mm -hmm. Well, Jason and I will be rolling in around the, the mid-morning. So we'll be in the area right around noon. So um, ping me on Facebook. Ping the Warcast page on Facebook or ping me on Messenger. And maybe we can meet up and, and uh, hang out. That's, that's not nearly as a start as when I did it. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com, via Twitter at artofwarcast, via Facebook, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps other Rokugani find us. If you'd like to support us, check us out at patreon.com slash artofwarcast. Thank you for listening, and remember... Honor is the deadliest weapon. weapon.